Heavenly Father, we want to bless your name for another opportunity to have this meeting today. Thank you for our gathering and thank you for your grace that is upon us all. Speak to us as we continue with the book of Haggai and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'll be reading Haggai chapter 1 verse 12 to 13. Haggai chapter 1 verse 12 to 13. Then Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Joshua the son of Jehozadak, the high priest with all the remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord their God had sent him and the people feared the presence of the Lord. Then Haggai the Lord's messenger spoke the Lord's message to the people saying, I am with you, says the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Previously, we had discussed how Haggai was a true messenger of God and gave messages of God to the people. And we spoke about how we can know a false messenger. Among others, we said that a false messenger's message does not come to pass. And even if the message of a false messenger comes to pass, the end point is that they want to lead you to another God. So false messengers will usually give prophecy because they want to deceive the unsuspecting Christian to follow them to serve another God. We also noted that the message that a false messenger gives does not lead people to Jesus. We noted also that the lifestyle of a false messenger is contrary to the teachings and lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we noted that their messages are usually permissive and they allow ungodly living. At that time, we did the study so that we can warn us because the Bible says that there are many false prophets in the world today. With that said, we want to now focus on our discussion for today. We have read that Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people. You will recall that when we began to discuss this subject, we noted in the beginning that Haggai was speaking to the prince and the priests only. Haggai spoke to the leaders and they communicated God's message to the people. But now we are reading that Haggai is speaking directly to the people. What happened between the time that Haggai spoke to the leaders and now that Haggai is speaking to the people? When God spoke to the leaders, he was complaining to them about how they had neglected the temple and were building their own houses. The Bible tells us in verse 12 that after they heard the message God had sent to their leaders, the people feared the presence of the Lord. This means that the people showed penance. The people had repented of their wrongdoing. So now that the people have shown penance, God was now speaking to them directly. Historically, God had always wanted to speak directly to people. The Bible tells us that when God was going to speak to Israel in the wilderness, he told Moses to gather the people together so that he can speak to the people. But when the people heard the voice of God themselves, they were afraid of God and said that they don't want to hear God directly, that they want to hear God through a prophet. And so God began to speak to them through a prophet. But this approach was abused. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 30 and 31. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 30 and 31. God here was speaking to Jeremiah the prophet. An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. So we see that there were false prophets and it was not helping the people. So knowing that that approach of speaking to people through prophets could be abused, 
God had promised Moses that he was going to send a prophet. And that prophet is the Lord Jesus Christ. At the transfiguration, God spoke in the hearing of Peter, James, and John. He said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. In our generation, God is speaking directly to us through Jesus Christ, his son. Sometimes we're able to hear Jesus Christ directly. At other times, he speaks to us through the Bible, his word. Sometimes he also speaks to us through his messengers, whom we refer to as prophets, pastors, apostles, and even angels. In Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the Bible tells us how the Lord Jesus Christ was asking John to write a letter to the angels of the churches or the messengers of the churches. You keep finding the Lord Jesus Christ referring to the messenger of or to the angel of such and such church, right? To the angel of such and such a church, right? But there's also a little danger when God is speaking to the angel of the church or the pastor of a church. And he's speaking through that pastor to the people. And the danger is that many of the pastors who are receiving a message from God tend to think that the message does not apply to them, especially when the message is a reprimand. But that is not the experience because we know that whenever God is speaking through the pastor to the people, he's also speaking to the pastor. For example, when God was speaking through Zerubbabel and Joshua here to the people, he was also speaking to them. While some leaders may think that God's message does not include them, a true leader will always take responsibility and stand in the gap or intercede for the people while praying for himself. So if, for example, God were speaking to the people and not to the leader, but he's speaking to the people through the leader, when the leader hears the kind of thing that God is saying to the people, he will begin to pray for the people. In Daniel chapter 9, I'm going to read from verse 1 to 6. We will see an example of what I'm saying. Daniel chapter 9, from verse 1 to 6. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord, to make requests by prayer and supplications, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord, my God, and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we he did your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. You will note that Daniel was a righteous man. But when he was making confession to God, he said we, that is including himself. That is the mark of a true leader. I also want to read Isaiah chapter 64 verse 5 to 9. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 5 to 9. It says, you meet him, that is God meets him, who rejoices and does righteousness, who remembers you in your ways. You are indeed angry, for we have sinned. In these ways we continue, and we need to be saved. But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away, and there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up 
to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities. But now, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, and all we are the work of your hands. Do not be furious, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please, look, we all are your people. Isaiah also a prophet, when he prayed and was asking God for forgiveness, he used the plural we. He did not say they. So whenever God is calling the church to repentance, God is also calling the pastors to repentance. Because the pastor of a church is also part of the church. So usually when people have sinned, God would send his message to warn them. He can warn them directly through his word. And where they are not listening, he will then send someone to them. If the people listen to God and repent, then God will begin to speak to them directly again. But if the people do not repent, then you will hear God continuing to speak through the prophet to them. So what we want to learn today is simply this, that God's desire is to communicate directly with each of us. But when sin comes into our lives and we have not repented of that sin, then an impediment or obstruction is created and God cannot speak to us directly again. It is at such times that God will now begin to speak to us through a prophet. Ideally, before you even hear from the pastor, you should be able to know a little bit of what God wants to say. Sadly, we live in a time when people don't even care about the word of God. They just want to go to a church and hear what somebody has to say. But the truth is God wants to speak to you directly so that you will know when the pastor is speaking, that it is God speaking through the pastor to you. So if you discover that you are not able to hear from God yourself, then you should be concerned and you should be worried because it is God's desire to speak to you and I directly. When God was speaking to Israel in the wilderness, they did not listen to him. The Bible says the reason why they did not listen to God was because they had a hardened heart. And that hardness of heart did not allow the word of God to penetrate into their lives. That hardness of heart also created unbelief in their lives. And that made them to be disobedient to the word of God. As a result of all of this, God was angry with them. But when people repented, God again spoke to them directly. We as the people of God must desire, must long for direct communication with God. So that if we are not able to be hearing from God, we should start looking inward and start asking questions. Is there sin in my life? Is my heart hard? Is there unbelief in my life? Have I disobeyed God? And then I make amends. Then I will hear God again. When that happens, the role of the pastor will not be to explain, to expound the word of God because they already know what God wants to say. His role is now to teach them and open the scriptures more and more to them. So one thing I want you to take away from this meeting today is that God wants to speak to you directly and it is up to you to make the environment conducive so that you can hear from God. My prayer is that if there is any one of us who is not able to hear from God now, that the forgiveness of God will come to us as we open our hearts unto God in repentance. Because as much as we should desire to hear from God, God also desires that we hear from him 
so that we are not misled by false messengers. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this message today. Thank you for letting us know that you desire to speak to us and you desire that we hear you. I pray today that, Lord, you will forgive us of our sins, that you will remove from our hearts this hardness that is in us, that you will turn us around to faith and believing in you, and that, Lord, you will forgive us of our disobedience, our rebellion, and help us to obey you henceforth in Jesus' name. Beginning from today, Father, I pray that you will again open our ears so that we can receive your instructions. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.